there was a particular, this was before I was made a series regular, and there was a particular episode where you were seeing Emily's apartment for the first time. And something about us, an entire set being built around my character really, really threw me. That's, and yeah, that's pretty. I was that's terrified. Crazy. I was the scaredest I had ever been working on that show. Every other time I had been on the show, I, I felt like, oh, easy peasy, this is fun. I'm like, this is great. And that episode in particular, I had like more jokes that were given to me. And, and I just, I had this feeling, I'm like, I have to do well at this or I'm not going to continue on the show. Hello and welcome to the podcast that kept, what, what, what am I saying? That captures things. Hello and welcome to the podcast that dives into the finer details of what what is the intro to this show? Welcome to the podcast that explores the, the, the heartlands, heartlands entertainment, entertainment industry, industry, right? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Hello and welcome to the podcast that explores the heartlands entertainment industries. I'm Brian. I'm Kelly. And today we're going to be talking about acting. 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 I am an actor. I'm so excited about our guest today because uh, I've been wanting to sit down with her for so long. This is, it's kind of crazy to me that I'm surprised I, uh, I'm going to hold it together. I'm going to hold it together. I think I can hold it together. Yeah, I think you're going to hold it together. Because I tend to not do that well. And she's, she's pretty big deal. She's, she's kind of a big deal. At least to me. Like, I remember watching, so Big Bang Theory, we would watch like, just we get have lock-ins at church and they would just And you'd watch Big and we'd Bang watch Theory. Big Bang Theory of all things, but it was just all of our high school, like in college, I mean I can't believe the show's been it. on for and so we would just freaking long. Binge it. So it's like yeah. it's crazy. I don't know, it's crazy to me that I'm meeting somebody who's graced that set. She's been on TV. Yeah. Today we're talking to Laura Spencer, actress extraordinaire, who is from Oklahoma. Yeah. That has since moved to Los Angeles. She's been there for for nearly oh. ten years. Yeah. But she's been on Big Bang Theory. She's been on Bones. She's been on a series of plethora of all things. Tor- all sorts. All torts of things. All torts of all stuff. All things. But first, let's let's check in with the old co-host. How's it going, you? Uh, I've been having trouble with them looking. So we have on our house, we have a window that just looks out straight to the front, right? Mm-hmm. And in our neighborhood, we've been getting a lot of solicitors, a lot of solicitors. Oh, fun! And they, I don't like answering the door when <laughs> I don't know you. Right. I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to waste my time. Do you have a peephole? No, we don't. Well, the, we don't have a peephole. Ah. Um, and so that's a problem. But the kids will give my, away the fact that we're home by just oh, no. standing out the window and staring at the person and being like, mommy, there's a little boy at the, oh, he wants no. to sell you newspapers or mommy, the creepy man is here again. Like anyway, I am over it. So you can't hide. No. So like they just give it away that you're, you're I'm home. And yeah. so then do I just choose not to answer the door anyway and let them you just wave at my kids? You should choose not to answer I anyway. Like I should do just, it anyway. Well, you should just stare at them through the window. <laughs> and not say, I think With that, a look of disapproval. That actually might deter people from coming to my get house. Get a gun. <laughs> if I can't get And that, just hold the gun. Yeah. Just stand there. <laughs> it's a Nerf gun. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, just Oliver's just got them. like his old big old Nerf gun staring just down. Just train the, the children to all stare, so it looks like children of the corn. Yeah, staring at them. I just but I the do, window's I not open. Everly. You're looking through the blinds. The blind, yeah, that's <laughs> what we really need to get. Is just like it should just be dark curtain. silhouettes. They're knocking on the door, and then they look and they see dark silhouettes appear in the window, <laughs> and then stand. silence. Yeah, <laughs> I like it. No, I wish we could get that thing. Like you got it right. Uh, the we got, we got the Ring. Camera. Com. Ring. Com. We're okay. a pod, uh, You know what? And Ring. Com doesn't even sponsor this podcast yet. They should. But they should because we got. Uh, I I listened to a billion podcasts, and I was finally like, you know what? I'm going to use that that promo code. Yeah, Ben. Yeah. And thank you. Thank you. <laughs> 25% off. Yeah. Whatever it is. So we got it in like, I mean, it was about 200 ish bucks to get it all set okay. up and everything. But I'll tell you what, man, it's awesome. Yeah. Because I know when my mailman shows up every day. See, that's good to know. Or, or, if, or if you don't want to answer the door. Or a random or, Mormon. Yeah. A rando Mormon. Are you a rando Mormon? <laughs> we have had it for about a month now and we've gotten like, we get uh, like, I've never been so aware that I've been home more because that's the funny thing is like the majority of the alerts that you get is like, Oh, I've arrived home. <laughs> your car is the, I'm now up. in the backyard yeah. letting the dogs yeah. out. Yeah. I've come back into the backyard to let the dogs back in. Now I'm just standing in the backyard waving to the camera. <laughs> okay. One of the, one of the grossest things that would make me like 100% get this first off ring.com. Do you install peoples? Cause just do it and then I'll buy the services. But 
it was a picture of a guy on, I think it was DoorDash and he was delivering food and he took a drink of the food and then handed it to them before like they had ordered it. And it was for a kid's milkshake and he like drank it and was like, (laughs) and then handed it to them and they wouldn't have known unless they looked at the video of him doing it. That's so nasty. Oh, dude, there's so many, like, Ring.com has unveiled the obscenities of the world. I mean, obviously theft and all these sorts of weird things, but, like, that's ridiculous. That's That's so nasty. That's just nasty. It is. There was a guy that was going around licking doorknobs. (laughs) So, like, multiple people had Ring.com, and they, like... People down this street have multiple videos of the same guy licking sequentially going from door to door, licking doorknobs door because meth is a brutal drug. Because <laughs> listen, people, you need to not do drugs and it would make you better. Like, don't lick doorknobs. My That's God, nuts. the mad LSD liquor has struck again. <laughs> or like if you've ever had people like, well, first off, my my neighbor gets very upset about, you know, people pooping in her lawn because there's dogs that poop in people. people, sorry, people. I would be, why would she be upset about that? That's weird. People, I'm talking about my daughter. She's pooped in her yard before. Yeah. Um, we're training her. Right, yeah. Quit pooping in my yard. Get out of here. Talking to you, Children, Joe. Yeah. <laughs> but she has like, can't, she has more than just like the, the like people. She's got like cameras in her hold a cul-de-sac. So she's the person to go to if anyone's going fast, if we like anything, she has the cul-de-sac running smoothly. And I appreciate it because there has been some weird stuff. And there's, there's a cat that comes and stares at all of our houses, like at 3am and just sits and stares. It's like, what are you staring at? Demon cat. What up? Who are you? What do you want? Maybe it's like a Hellboy cat that's staring at demons or like, and you guys have a haunted cul-de-sac. It's Professor McGonagall (laughs) trying to tell my kids you are wizard. You're a wizard, or Oliver. You're a wizard. <laughs> All this time. You're a wizard, Oliver. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. Now jump on my flying bike. <laughs> I'm going to steal the light bulbs. Steal That's what he does with his wand. <laughs> Frankly, it's the most rude feature that fe- that wizards can do. Stealing light bulbs. Yar, you can steal your light bulbs. I mean, it's very... In my wand. It's very inconvenient. It is. Well, I need to get it, I guess. You know, it's not it. inconvenient. Acting. Acting. <laughs> It's not inconvenient. It's not. In fact, it's, it's, man, there's just so much that goes into it. And our conversation with Laura Spencer, um, she, she's great. Oh, yeah. First off, I'm going to get a little personal. Staring into her eyes. She's the most beautiful eyes I think I've ever she's seen. She's got big dreamy eyes. She has big dreamy eyes, gorgeous flowing hair. Mm-hmm. I want to be her. I <laughs> am in love with her. And I hope she's, she's going to listen to this. I mean, I know she will, yeah. so she'll know. So Laura Kelly's in love with you. I am. It's true. So, well, true. let's let's listen to our conversation with Laura Spencer. Okie show. So Laura Spencer, Hi. welcome to the Okie <laughs> Show show. You're back in town. I am. So we caught you for the short window yeah. that you're back in yes. town. Yes. Laura, you've been in LA for nine years now. Nine, nine years, years in January was oh my gosh. Uh, yeah. So I moved to LA in January of 2010. That's that's just crazy. Yeah, it's real wild. Time freaking flies because I remember whenever I remember I think I've actually interviewed you for Dead Center. Have you? Several years ago. Oh my several gosh. years. Yeah. I I know. Were you Okie Show Show at that point? I was Brian? not Okie Show Show. I was just the guy holding the, the boom just pole. Randomly being like, I want to talk to these people. But so you've been doing this for a long time now. Whenever where'd you start off going to school? Um, University of Oklahoma was where I um, eventually got into the acting program there. When I first went to college, I didn't really know what I wanted to major in. I had um, seen the program and I just was sort of in that state of mind where I envisioned college being the place where like I was going to meet all kinds of new people and just like learn how to be an adult (laughs) and all of these things. And so when I went to the program at that time, my 18 year old self just like had no interest in only knowing actors and people in an acting program. Like I really was afraid of that. And, um, so I just said no. And I, went on to just take some non-major courses and then ultimately found my way back into eventually auditioning. And I got in like super last minute. It was sort of an odd story and just kind of things working out in the way that maybe it should have been all along, you know? (laughs) seems like there's always kind of like a serendipitous aspect to everybody's (laughs) 
journey. There's like yeah. a moment where like, story. this fits. This yes. feels good. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If, yeah. If the universe wants you in this spot, somehow it just always kind of seems Boom. to happen that way. Might be rough. Might be painful. Yeah. A very painful Sometimes. journey yeah. to get there. <laughs> the universe will deliver, you know, gifts yeah. and uh, things that are the opposite of gifts. Right. Yes. Yeah. Sometimes <laughs> the universe delivers not so fun things in the same serendipitous way. Yeah. <laughs> so oh, hooray. Thanks, universe. <laughs> so how did you end up? So you graduate from OU. Yeah. And at what point, how long had you been acting locally before you finally decided to make the jump? Um, I believe I met Chris, uh, yeah, I met Chris my senior year in college. Chris Fryhofer Chris from, Fryhofer from the Actor Factory yeah. fame. Yes. Um, and, um, I started to audition for commercials and things. And then my first official job here was an independent feature called Barking Water, directed by Sterling Harjo. Okay. Oh, yeah. Do you guys... Out of Tulsa, you, right? Yeah, yeah. Yes. yeah actually, He's awesome. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, his, uh, Did you audition for that role? No, I, uh, I don't know. <laughs> I, just, I just, I happen to know people around him that I worked with. I'm like, oh, yeah, you're yeah. really talented. Yeah, <laughs> Sterling Harjo really is pretty talented. awesome. So that was a really cool first gig to get, and um, and we got to go to Sundance with that movie. So oh my God. it was like, it was just this cool upfront thing where, oh, I guess I'm going to act in films now. <laughs> I and guess this is what the universe wants. <laughs> but I, I was really enjoying it. I was really gravitating toward it. And um, Chris just became an ally um, pretty quickly, which was crucial in my journey yeah. because I, I feel like I vacillate between having confidence and not like any artist would. But it really took a lot of guidance from Chris to like kind of finally nudge me in the direction of Los Angeles and say like, you're ready if yeah. you want to be, you mm -hmm. know? Yeah. And you have to want it to do it. Right. Yeah. Like otherwise you'll just kind of hang out there and yeah. maybe go. Yeah. I mean, you have to have that drive to get to oh, auditions. Oh and yeah. You gotta, you yeah. gotta be like, you gotta know what you're signing up for yeah. and just say, yep, I'll take it. The good and the bad. And yeah. That's what I'm doing. You look for like nine you years. could handle bumper to bumper traffic for <laughs> hours and hours. Oh my God, that's the least of your concerns in yeah, Los Angeles. Right. Oh, but yes, it is one of them. Yeah. <laughs> and. So, and, and you actually worked for the Actor Factory for a I little did. bit. I did. Right? I was a young performer um, instructor. Which is so crazy because we just found, I, like, I always forget this about you, Kelly, that you also, you have this in common. Yeah. Well, I just interned. It was different. <laughs> I, well, what did you yeah. do whilst interning? I, I, I got to work on Thunderstruck, which was super oh, cool with cool. Kevin. Uh, yeah, Kevin Durant. Durant. Everyone hates him now. Boot. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> um, here in Oklahoma. He's yeah. moving away from Golden State, though, he from is. what I, I hear. I know. So, so. maybe no the kidding. love will grow again here. Whoa. Yeah. Um, but I remember doing that, and I was like kind of a wrangler for some of the extras because I had a massive amount of extras, and it went way in, late into the night. I think my car, we used my car one time for... One little shot. So you never know. I haven't even seen She's it. She's driving a picture but, car. Yeah. <laughs> but like experiences like that were just so amazing. And then dealing with, you know, helping with auditions. That was a big, big process. Just the casting aspect of it. Did you enjoy but it? I did. I really liked it. I ended up getting pregnant and needing to, you know, be at home with my baby for a while. And then kept doing that over and over yeah. I have three kids now so I just Ooh, kept doing it and never got back into it but I, I mean it was fantastic while I was there and I've refused to let her go yeah. <laughs> yeah, she's building her small army this is easier because I can sit yeah you know pregnant or not I can just sit and talk to you but uh, yeah. at, at that point I needed to get around and not scare people like that I was going to go into labor during a, a, show, oh a shoot or something <laughs> so when what how long had you been acting here before? Or did we already, did I already ask you this question about how long you were here before you made the jump to L.A.? Yeah. So there was a transition time between graduating. So I ended up graduating because I had joined the program a little later in college. So but I was still able to graduate by uh, the winter of 2008. And so the next year, it's like that January, we went to Sundance with Barking Water. And then that rest of that year was spent. Um, I got an agent in Dallas um, and so I just kind of worked on building my resume and having footage for a reel. And then I even um, got my first union job. So I was able to mm. become SAG eligible. Yeah. Nice, which is so, nice to be able to do. It's cheaper here to do, right? And then move out there. Yeah. yeah. Isn't that right? Well, well <laughs> it, was, it was a way in yeah. that was a really great perk so that when I went, moved to L.A., I wasn't trying to get certain jobs to build like the, uh, you know, um, 
So it's like you're not doing like all your groundwork and all yeah. your foundational stuff there in the thick of it. Right. By, by the time I moved to Los Angeles, I had, um, to my liking, my ducks in a row, like yeah. what I needed. But I, you know, that was, that's how I operate though. Like some people, it's like, you can go whenever you want. But for me, I needed to, I wasn't going to go until I was ready. Yeah. That's so smart. It is. I always get so terrified for uh, for young actors that are like, I'm moving to California. I'm like, oh, oh, you're so much more brave than I. <laughs> like, do you have a reel? Do you have anything? Nope. Yeah. Just got a dream. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I was, hey, I was going to move to Chicago at 18 and just make it at Second City. Just yeah. at 18. And my parents were like, not Kelly, you're not responsible enough for that. <laughs> they were right. Yeah. <laughs> I needed some growing. I needed some <laughs> development. Have you yeah. thanked them for that? Or oh, you? yes. Okay. Multiple times. Yes, yes. I've thanked them for a lot of things. Like, I get it now. I'm sorry. I was so terrible. <laughs> <laughs> or, so, or so naive or so, yeah. yeah. Well, I, there's nothing wrong with, uh, I think that there has to be a certain level of that to even go fully for you it. You gotta have guts. You gotta be like, guts are uh, be a little bit crazy and, you know, <laughs> yeah. just blissfully like ignorant yeah. of all the things that could shut you down because there are so many factors that will inevitably get in your way. Mm-hmm. But you have to be so, I don't know, just convinced that, that doesn't matter and that will not get, you know, that you will move forward and continue no matter what things get thrown at you. And I think that that's a little insane, but (laughs) I love it. I love it. And recently it's come to my attention that like what I'm doing for a living is I'm literally gambling for a living. (laughs) Oh, totally. You're playing the lottery like every day. I hate gambling. I'm not a gambler. Like I'm not an actual literal gambler. So the fact that I'm doing it with my Life with your life, yeah, it's insanity. <laughs> it is, I, I've never heard it put like gambling. Like, I mean, it is though. You're taking such a risk, and yeah. it's all about yourself as mm-hmm. well. Like, it's all on you. You can't blame it anyone. You know, well, I, it's not all on you, but it's a the lot. responsibility is all on you. Hey, right? it's your, it's, you. Yeah, you're forming your own yeah. um, business. You're yeah. you're out there creating your own company essentially, and you're develop. You're like putting together your team and uh, you're, you're meeting contacts, staying in touch with people and you know, having to remain inventive and innovative and all these yeah. things. I mean, it's, you're running a company. Well, and I love that. I love that, that angle to take at acting because I feel like that's, you don't hear that enough of treat it like a business. And I thought that was so unique. Like we have a little questionnaire that (laughs) our guests fill out and everything. And you mentioned that of treating it like a business. So what are some ways, if we're talking to young actors, Mm -hmm. what are some ways that they can treat it like a business? Ooh, that's a good question. Um, Business cards, a suit. (laughs) (laughs) Briefcase. Snappy website. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I, okay, let's see if I've thought about it like that. I mean, yes, obviously it's a business. Um, I just said that and I agree. I would say that the way I've treated my business and run it is that I have remained professional in every aspect with every single person I've ever come into contact with from you know, wardrobe assistants to lighting to, you know, it's like you, you're a family, you're all um, working in this together. And just because you're an actor that likes names on stuff, like doesn't mean you're more important than other people in the room. So by looking at it as like, we're all in this together, we're all going to create this thing. It's like, these are your colleagues and these are your coworkers and not just the other actors, you know? And then, um, I've, you know, taken classes my whole time out Mm. in LA, different classes. I like to educate myself and keep, keep my mind, um, sharp. And I don't ever, uh, think that I know everything. And then I suddenly have arrived at some place where, Oh, you know, now I don't have to take class. I think that any, um, good business would like always maybe have guest speakers come in, you know, to their company. Like there's, I think that that's a good model. Um, and of course I have been good at saving my money so that I can afford said classes. I can afford materials when I need to update them. I stay really on top of updating my materials and you know. Well, it's so funny because it seems like, I think a lot of people, um, kind of look at the boring stuff just like that of like, it's boring stuff. I don't want to, I want to, I want to, <laughs> I want to act. I don't want to, I want to pursue the dream and everything. 
but that's such an important part. The boring stuff is such an important part of like keeping your finances together. Oh my gosh. Get, like tracking your miles and your taxes. Yeah. Oh <laughs> so gosh. You don't Tax get time. It's so, yeah. It's so interesting. Like just, I mean, and I never want to do it, but yeah, yes, tracking you get that miles. massive stack of W2s <laughs> and 1099s. <laughs> I finally have a tax guy and I'm always like, good luck. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. And like utilizing resources, you know, finding those classes that might be a little bit more affordable. Like does, I, I guess, does SAG offer a lot of like courses or instruction or anything like yeah, that, that you can a find? Great, yeah, SAG's a great resource. Um, my resource has come from word of mouth, usually okay. from other actors that I look up to or um, people that I've worked with and just kind of just doing my research and asking mm-hmm. questions, you know, never stop asking questions. Yeah. So. If you're the smartest person in the room, you're in the wrong room. Ooh. <laughs> or you're alone. You're standing in a room by yourself. The couch can't be, never mind. <laughs> okay, I have kind of a nerdy, more focused on the acting aspect question. Sure. Sure. Um, so... When you went out there, I know they always talk about kind of finding your like a, a niche for yourself or your your type. Like they talk about ingenues and or this is what I've, I've remembered and heard from different people could be totally wrong and changed by now. Um, but did you kind of know what role you would typically be cast in or like or something that you had more of a, a chance to be cast in? And did you play that up or did you search out roles that you found interesting? Mixture of both. I don't know. Yeah, I um so yes, that that was something that an instructor in college had taught and in fact we had like written log lines about what we would be cast in. Yeah. He um was not kind to me about what I wrote about myself and told me that I would never play a lead um and that Hollywood would not consider me to be beautiful and that Jeez. I would just be like I've a quirky, also heard this. Uh, that I, would be, I was told that I was a bitch. Yeah, it what? which is that I pl- I played a bitch well and I was like, "Oh, I didn't no, <laughs> what? You look like you'd make a really good bitch. Wow, wow. I think Thank that, you. I, <laughs> yeah. You know, I think that it, um, it's a limiting thing yeah. that uh, I think it's good to know how you come across right. always. I think that there's strength in knowing what you're, what, what, what you're like when you walk into a room and what vibe you're putting off. I think there's strength in knowing yourself in that way because... I don't know. I, I just think it's good to know thyself. Yeah, yeah. it's um, probably healthy just for self-awareness yes, across the yes. board. Yeah, and like, um, which the bitch comment, it's like, you don't, I would never have said that about you. <gasps> well, I don't no, know who so, told you that. Maybe yeah. you read differently on camera, Maybe, but like, I'm I, not getting, I'm not picking up I'm that vibe. Shannon Doherty, baby. <laughs> that's what that is. <laughs> <laughs> but it's just interesting because that's what I remember hearing is like, you know, you need to really identify as something and stick with that because that's going to be your best bet. And yeah. I just don't know if that's good advice for young actors or, or I, I don't know. Yeah. There was another instance where one of the first classes I took in Los Angeles, we did this uh, exercise where we, it was the first exercise we did in class. So no one knew each other. And we sat in a chair while the rest of the class, including our teacher shouted out adjectives <laughs> or wow roles they could see us playing and we wrote them down vigorously in a notepad and then we took that and then we wrote kind of our log line again so I know that you know a decade ago this was a thing and I know that certain actors do subscribe to this uh and I don't disagree with it I think that I always tried to um and luckily I was able to assemble a reel of kind of different um work here where I, I, I was sort of, I had a range that mm-hmm. I could deliver and show that I had a range. But ultimately, I do think that a lot of my work early on in L.A. was like sweet, upbeat, kind of like, I don't know, not passive characters, but just kind of delightful, sweet, lovely people. And then um, I started to get to play like kind of more intelligent roles or uh, not that none of my characters were intelligent before, but just like specifically kind of, um, I don't know, like maybe a few more layers to them. Just layered. Yeah. yeah. And I think that that just comes with, um, time and, and age. Like that's the thing is like, I'm not the same person I was nine years ago. So I'm even recently kind of reassessing what, what, what's my vibe now. Mm -hmm. Um, but I don't think that I would categorize it in such like a, only thing. Okay. But yeah, of course, like, I think it's good to know that I will, I will probably never play, I don't know, um, 
I, I feel like, I don't know. I'm trying to think of something <laughs> that it's like, uh, I don't know that I'd ever play a heroin addict. Do you know what I mean? Because mm. I just don't know that I look like, or like, I don't think I'd play somebody who's like spent a lot of time like in mechanics with their right. hands. Cause right. like my skin is Rough like, right. you know, kind of, you just, there's just certain you're things where you're like, yeah, but yeah. maybe with the magic of hair and makeup and acting, I could once I'm at a specific place in my career to then play that part. Yeah. I think that's really where the advice is supposed to be leading. It's like, what can you easily pitch yourself as to make it someone's job to, to, that it makes it easy for them to go, I, I get you. Mm. I totally understand you. You're not mm. ambiguous. I think that's yeah. the advice. And then from there, you book the work, you and then you get more opportunities to then play the things that are against type. And that's okay. when people's careers really start to blossom. Yeah. And yes. we know, we know these people like Brian Cranston. Yes. No and right. it's, you know, like Love there's all across the board, just right? anything that's he can do is amazing. Good. Yeah. But like he was the dad from Malcolm in the Middle, yeah. you know, so and then he yeah. suddenly, you know, and then like, Mandy Moore and like there's just people who it it takes a bit of time and it takes a certain like standing in your career to be able to do that but I think that that's I don't know yeah no that's really good no that's really good advice that's why I I appreciate it because I don't know why my mind went to that like I remember just being like okay this is you need to know what you look like and just go for that and don't you know don't try to go out of that for a while get work yeah and I and I get I think that's a good piece of advice to like get the work, but like you said, having a demo reel with different things might open someone's but eyes. Different to things offering, within yeah, your, realm your realm of, of comfort and, yeah. and realm of yeah. possibility. You know yeah. what I mean? It's like that you're not. It's like I'm. I don't know because like growing up in the theater, especially in like high school theater and even college theater, it's like I'm like some. I was considered a character actor, so I'm like playing like a 45 year old right. tavern owner, <laughs> yeah, you know, and like that's not yeah, tavern owner. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Welcome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You definitely in theater and you suspend your reality of disbelief. Yeah, for the age, which you're, so you fun. can't be that old. You can't, you know, that's, that's such a wonderful thing roles. that theater has that yeah. films does not have yeah. at all. Yeah. And like, I mean, and that can, that can kind of instill this thing in your brain of, I can play anything because in theater you right. can, and that's what's so fun about it. But in film, yeah, you do need to, know I think it's very crucial too for people to know what they look like on camera and to not be afraid of watching themselves and to not be too hard on yourselves when you're watching yourself on camera because you may be I mean and I've seen it you may be the hottest person on the planet and when you get on camera you look strange yeah oh dude yeah just that two-dimensional aspect of it creates such a difference yeah it's it's, bizarre yeah and then like or you might be kind of this quirky um unassuming person that then gets on camera and that camera loves you Mm -hmm. (laughs) and you're suddenly that's like, one of my favorite things of just seeing just like kind of a normal looking person and then they get on camera and they just like freaking glow there's yes. a quality mm-hmm. and people and that's another thing too is it's like i have known some of the most talented people to grace this planet and they don't have careers in film because there's just not there's not a connection there mm-hmm. and maybe they don't love it either and the camera doesn't love them as much as it should and it's it's so interesting to also be aware of that that like yeah it it's it is a specific format it's right. not theater like it, it doesn't so just take technical. talent there's a quality mm-hmm. yeah so let's kind of backtrack a little bit to um kind of those first couple jobs that you get because there's such, like working in film is so different than theater because of the technical stuff because I like I run sound on sets and so I'm dealing with every range of actor and it's always really interesting working with the 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 inexperienced actors that are getting wired up for the first time and it just (laughs) throws them off completely yeah and so how much of like let's talk about just kind of adjusting to the technical aspects of it that it's not necessarily just the performance side of it there's also understanding camera angles and all that. Yeah. I mean, what I wouldn't have given to have, I mean, I I did have an acting for camera class in college that was helpful, but to the degree of like, it'd be cool to have, um, a set like experience for people to really know what it's like to have, um, this intimate scene going on. And there's like all these people people. right there. (laughs) And what, what you have to to know how to do to still be able to provide the performance you would in a theater where you can't see your audience, you mm-hmm. know, and, um, and to be aware that like 
but I, I don't know if it's so different because in theater you still are told, I, I know that I have to cross there for this right. and it's about what am I going to do to motivate myself to get mm-hmm. over there. It's the same thing with blocking on camera. I would say the biggest, the biggest difference is, yeah, I guess a mic and um, making and, and how crucial it is to hit your mark. Mm-hmm. I think yeah. um, people like think like, oh, that's just kind of a suggestion. <laughs> yeah. But like it's crucial for the camera to be able to have the focus on you. And if you're not, you're going to do that take over and over and you might be acting your heart out. But like if it's not caught on camera in the way that the cinematographer and director need it to be, then yeah. you're going to have to redo that. And so you don't really want that to happen. And I think that there's just certain aspects that you, I think young actors should know are like the definite do's right. and the definite don'ts. And, um, I'm trying to think of anything from like my first experiences with that, that I was sort of, um, thrown off by, I don't have any anecdotes right now. I feel like but. it's just so intense because like I, uh, I've worked with several different super experienced actors like Dermot Mulroney. Mm-hmm. Is that cool. his name? Yeah. Mulroney. Yeah. I know Mulroney Dermot. something or other. I'm so bad at saying his first name. Dylan McDermott, but, Dermot Mulroney. Yeah. yeah, there you go. <laughs> Flurgen <laughs> Blurgen Blurgen. Blur, that's what I, it's my warm up. No. Yeah. It's a good vocal warm up name. But like he was so, like he understood lenses, like he was asking questions about like lenses and like uh, he was just aware of sound and he was playing a little, he was playing a supporting role but whenever he was on set, like he was just so aware of everything it was so cool because I like he's also directed and stuff like that so which is why he's yeah super aware and I think also it just yeah it comes with experience but you know I felt that I had a bit of an awareness um from coming from a theater program because there are so many moving parts and other people's jobs that are a part of it as well so um I I do I don't remember when my first lesson was learned with sound but uh, I, I do make it a point to be like, if I know that I'm going to be yelling at some point, <laughs> yeah. I'll be like, by the way, <laughs> when I, this line happens and th- I can always tell that it's like, thank you. Yeah. You know, oh, yeah. because <laughs> sound guys, we love that. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. Warning about the yelling. <laughs> <laughs> or my favorite is. Hey, I'm getting ready to go to the bathroom. Yeah, I, well, I would, I right. was, yeah, I've been paranoid about that from the day one. I still am. I was like, I'll, I'll realize if I didn't talk to somebody, I'll be like, in my mic, I'll be like, just so you know, I'm in the bathroom right now if you're listening. Yeah. Please don't just, listen. Just buckle up. Just buckle Ten up. twos on the way. <laughs> Man, I'll you're tell terrible. you, that's not so, it, like, people think that sound guys that we're just like listening in, like, oh, oh. I yeah, I, like they're talking about dirt. Like I want to. I want to hear everything. We don't want to hear. If you're not on set, we don't, don't want to hear, hear it. We don't care. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we just we turn that to crap focus off. On, yeah. But it is amazing what people talk about when they're miked. And I'm that like, is true. That is true. Is well, especially on larger scale right? sets. Whenever there's like when those actors are like, I worked with. Um, I can't remember his name, but he was on Breaking Bad, and it was during when season the last season was coming out. And he was talking about his death scene oh, wow. in the no. dressing room. And I'm listening. I'm doing a sound check. I'm like, what? Oh, my God. Go on, go me. Gomez. Don't wow. That's the only time. That's the only time I've ever, I've ever been like, <laughs> must listen to spoilers. <laughs> but, That's incredible. <laughs> but um, let's talk about Big Bang Theory. Okay, sure. Sure. You guys watch the so, show? Yes. Let's, let's just go start from the beginning because like. That show, like I know they're they're in their series finale now. Yeah, they're in yes. their final season. Final season, wow! They're almost done. I can't imagine what's gone going for through a their heads. Long time yeah. too. Like that's impressive. It's incredibly impressive. It's like 11, 12. 12? Twelve. They Good just God. they just um, did. I don't know the number, but whatever number of episodes it was, they are now the longest running multicam show ever. Wow. That's crazy. Yeah, wow. so they beat Friends then because yeah. I think Friends was originally the, and I, the winner of that. Was it not Cheers? I think it was Cheers no, actually. Okay, it was yeah, Cheers, you're right. yes. Because you're right. then they take Frasier and they say Frasier's the longest running character because right. he's been on Cheers oh. and Frasier for 12 seasons. Oh, yeah. I see how they yes, get you. Yeah. Yeah. Poor Kelsey Grammer. I've watched a lot of Can Poor you? Kelsey Grammer rolling <laughs> well, in the dough. Know, Here's the thing though. Kelsey imagine Grammer. playing the same character for like 20 plus I years. would love <laughs> nothing more. Are you kidding me? I would love nothing more than to like originate a character and then people 
people love it so much that I get a spinoff yeah, show and then I get another life. Yeah. That, Ever, are you yeah. kidding Fair me? Fair enough. Fair enough. And Frasier's I'm, I'm an too awesome ADHD. show. Frasier's such a oh, good dude, show. So good. It so it's holds up, man. <laughs> it just holds up. Yeah. My wife and I watch Frasier still. Yeah. <laughs> but we, we also watch Big Bang Theory. Yes. And like how to like man. talk about the audition process because like you, you, you're on the show. Like you're not just a little fleeting character. You're on the show. Yeah, I had a I I, I got to I got to make a mark. Yeah. Um. Yeah. No. It it. So okay. The story about this audition process was, uh, it, I think surprises people because, um, at the time that I auditioned for the show, I it was um it was not uh billed as a recurring character. In fact, I only had three lines for oh, my wow. audition. Oh, wow. Maybe two for my audition that I was sent. And it was literally something like, uh, ew, no, sorry. Bye. It was like, <laughs> it wasn't anything. Wow. And so I would imagine that most actors getting that are going, huh? What? Okay, sure. I guess. Okay. I'll go in. I mean, cause it's big bang, you know? Mm-hmm. And so the casting office that brought me in, I had, um, gotten to producers for another show with them. So they were already familiar with my work and I think they must've known that maybe there was potential to this part. So mm-hmm. they were really, um, sweet and bringing me in because I, I do think that they, they were rooting for, for me. I, I believe that. Um, and uh, got the part again, like the lines on the show of the, my very first episode are really vague. And yeah. I leave, I exit the scene almost immediately. <laughs> and from that, they decided to, I think, try me out. You know, That's like so cool. I didn't know that that was going to happen. And so all of a sudden we hear that I get to come back to the show. I have this bigger part and we're going to start dating. Yeah. So then it just yeah. became my entire time Ooh. on the show. Until um, they upgraded me officially, I was always reading through the episode to see if he was dumping me. Oh, and then nice. when he didn't dump me, I'd be like, I'm on another one, at yeah. least one yeah. more, at least one more. And then that kept happening. And then finally they upgraded me to a partial series regular. And that was like That's the biggest so break of cool. my career thus far. And um, ultimately I got written out of the show. Um, they had to keep someone single. Um, right. It wasn't anything you know, dramatic or it, in fact, it was kind of heartbreaking for all of us because they're a family Mm -hmm. and they were saying goodbye to a family member. And it, 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 you know, as, as this is what it's, you know, it's as, as high as your highs get, you know, like suddenly it's over, Mm -hmm. but it, it was, I mean, the coolest experience ever. We did it, our shows in front of a live audience, getting to work with that cast all week long because that's the re- you, you have a rehearsal process you have a table read then you have two days of rehearsals then you have um, a day of taping pre-taped kind of more complicated car scenes or things that might be outside that you can't do live and then um, or like surprise gags or something yeah. and then um, the then the full show was taped in front of a live audience wow. and that and was just a, the coolest thing I mean ever. that's gonna be a really amazing like experience I, I I've, I've only done dabbled in some film, but never like a series. And then on top of that, live audience is just such a next level. Oh, like, yeah. do you get a like lot of the interaction from of the theater audience? And like, film. Uh, like, or are they very controlled with what they're allowed to do? Oh, I mean, I know you want I mean, the natural experience and laughs and all that. But that room was alive with the biggest Big Bang Theory fans. That's awesome. Okay. To ever grace, you know, it's like. Everyone in there was a mega fan. And like so just like hanging on everyone's yeah. words. But, but you also are, even if you weren't a fan on, of the show, going to a live taping is something I absolutely recommend anyone do um, if you get a chance. Because it's, it's so, I mean, it's just, it's so fun. It's theater, but it's film. And I don't know, like you're, what, what was really funny to me that I realized is like people eat up when you make mistakes. Ah, like yes. yeah. mm-hmm. that's actually, and you think about it, I'm like, of course you would. Like, it's fun to see, you know, one of those actors that's like winning a, Emmys, you yeah. know, like flub a line. And then you're like, <laughs> yeah. oh, 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 he's human. Oh, yeah. He's human. Oh, yeah. That's great. I love it. So, well, that's yeah. why we watch bloopers. Yes, exactly. Everyone is blooper obsessed. Yeah. Including myself. Yeah. So there's a blooper with, um, uh, the actor name that plays Sheldon. What's his name? Jim. Jim. Jim Parsons, that's right. Yeah. So it, like he throws papers up in the air and one lands 
perfectly <laughs> right here. And he holds it for like a good two seconds uh-huh. and then he breaks. And I'm like, yeah. oh, he couldn't hang on longer. That's <laughs> that so perfect. Yes. Oh, that's so good. Oh, he, yeah. They're they're awesome. They're, they're such pros and they're such a family. And I um, they've had the best job in television for a long time now. And they're, they, that was never lost on them. And I my heart breaks a little bit for them that they they're moving on. But I know yeah. that it's time, you know, with all things. It's Goodness, time. 12 years. I know. 12 years. Well, I don't, crazy. Was it, would it be 12? Yeah, I guess 12 seasons, years. Yeah. Man. That's crazy. That's a long time. And so talk about a little bit developing those relationships right away. You're thrown into this. Like, did you get to read? I don't know. Like, did you bond immediately with the group or was it like kind of an ease into it? And I mean, obviously I remember so much time yeah, together. I, well, the first day again, like my, my part was just so, um, I shouldn't say small cause there are no small parts. <laughs> We're not supposed to say that, but from my but estimation, it was, it was a quick yeah. roll. <laughs> and, um, so again, my expectation wasn't very high on anyone like spending quality time with me. And, uh, I remember Johnny Galecki who didn't even have a scene with me was like, Hey Laura, like when I was on my way to crafty yeah. and, um, cause of course we had had the table read or mm-hmm. no, I guess I had, wasn't at that table read even like, that's, what's so crazy about it. It's like, he must've seen the cast and he was just so like, you know, knowing someone's name is that that makes you That's feel such a, good. Oh, yeah, <laughs> everyone everyone feels good when they know that you know. I don't hold it against people, but I do re- like feel better when somebody knows my name. Yeah, and that was just such a nice first kind of impression. And 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 Jim was like, "Hey, how you doing?" Like just everyone who wasn't even acting with me was immediately so welcoming. That's so cool. Yeah. And then Mayim was who I was mainly with and then Kunal a little bit and they were lovely and, and we were able to kind of talk and I feel, I feel like, um, I had a couple of things that I said, like I actually happened to know Kaylee Kuoko's sister at the time because we had worked on a web series together. And so I was able to like be a human being and say, Hey, I know Brie. And, and so there was a disarming, that's what I mean is it's like, you just, your, your net has to be cast wide in, um, in any, I think in any creative endeavor, because you're all in this together. It's better to humanize it than to make it feel like some big barrier and some right. big thing you have to crash through rather than like, remember that we are all humans. We all have our shit that we're dealing with. <laughs> and, um, it, I don't know. It's nice to have human moments. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and also, like, there's just something to be said. I feel like I say this on the show a lot, but there's just something to be said of being able to just be chill, like just uh, on set, just, like just be chill, just be chill, mm-hmm. just you know, just chill like out. Just, <laughs> just chill out. <laughs> because, like, you know, I, I work with those extras a lot, and God bless them because we need the extras, and they're 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 very talented, and they've all got a future ahead of them. But sometimes. Sometimes you get those extras that cannot keep their chill. (laughs) They can't calm the F down. That would probably be me. I'm not going to lie. I haven't done much extra work, but I'd probably be like, well, and to be fair, like really into this, it's talking a lot. Like sometimes like I, dude, I get it, man. I get it. Cause like I've been on that side of the camera too. Like, cause normally I'm standing behind a boom in the safe zone, just Staring, <laughs> judging. You're the staring at the <laughs> yeah. intimate scene. Yeah, don't you forget those lines. <laughs> Hit those marks. But man, when you're on the other side of the camera, like it's it's intimidating as hell. Like you got all those big cameras and you got all the big lights and you got people staring at you and everything. And like, it's really easy to lose your chill. Oh my God. I'm just thinking of the show Extras with Ricky Gervais. Yes. Oh, it's all, yeah. And I'm thinking about that. Um, it's been so long since I've seen it, but I think there was like this moment where he's walking in the background and he trips. And it's like, do you yeah. know what I'm talking about? I think he was yeah. like playing a Nazi or something. He's like supposed <laughs> to be just like walking in the back and he just stumbles. And it's just that, that whole show is so, so good. Uh, yeah. It's been a long time since I watched that. Anyway. Do you have any tips for people, you know, whenever they do get that opportunity that the, suddenly they're in a room and they're acting across actors that they know their name, but they don't know theirs. Mm-hmm. Like, what do you have any advice for people for ways of just like you deserve to be there? You, calm? you deserve to be there. Yeah, don't you don't have to try hard to convince anyone that you deserve to be there. You deserve to be there just like anyone else, and you're there to do a job. Yeah, do your job. Your job is to to um, make everyone's like 
life easier because you know how to do your job. <laughs> like I'm the actor today and this, I know how to do this. So you don't have to worry about me, you know, just as like you would hire anyone to be a part of your set and your team. Like, I'm not going to worry about you because I know that you know how to run sound and I know that you know how to design, yeah. you know, like that, that's the hope. And so that's, I think you have to just know your role hmm. and bring your best foot forward. Yeah. Is that, that's a, like? that's a good, that's a good word. <laughs> yeah. I like that yeah, it's true. <laughs> because it's so true. I mean, like you do, you, you wouldn't be there if you, yeah, you, yeah, know, you deserve weren't to be supposed there. to that's be great. there. And I, I mean, easier said than done. I remember on big bang theory, um, there was a particular, this was before I was made a series regular and there was a particular episode where you were seeing Emily's apartment for the first time. And, Something about us, an entire set being built around my character really, really threw me. That's, and yeah, that's pretty. I was crazy. terrified. I was the scaredest I had ever been working on that show. Every other time I had been on the show, I've, I felt like, oh, easy peasy, this is fun. I'm like, this is great. And that episode in particular, I had like more jokes that were given to me. And, and I just, I had this feeling I'm like, I have to do well at this or I'm not going to continue on this show mm. and I, it it really like messed with my mind almost to the point of me actually like doing poorly but I ultimately snapped out of it Kunal was very sweet and like there for me uh, it happens but it you know I, I and it's okay like I'm not gonna beat myself up about that if it you know when it inevitably happens again because we just we vacillate in this but I think that you always have to come back to that and really really understand it that like you you deserve to be there why mm -hmm. would you move all the way out to LA if you didn't think that you deserved to have a shot yeah. yeah yeah so then when you get your shot you got your shot yeah so own it own it man but don't mm -hmm. be a cocky asshole but right. <laughs> yeah own but it. also own don't be so turned off by like not even failure but just the fear of failing I oh mean, my god that, don't don't let that affect you and I, I mean I feel like that's easy for a lot of people to get in their heads yeah oh yeah no one that. wants to fail. Yeah. But yeah. you're, you have to fail you're so to hard yeah. and be willing to. <laughs> that's, yeah. And that's the name of the game. I feel like yeah. Brian and I both are very familiar We're with failure. We're great with failure. <laughs> you do, you do stand up. I don't even want to do that because I know I'll fail. Terrifying. I'm going to get you on stage you. someday. Yeah, I'll do it sometime. I do improv and that's one of the, I love, I recommend improv to anyone who wants to like get comfortable with failure and it, and then let yourself relax in it because it's yeah. going to be okay. Like yeah. even the worst icky feeling moment on stage, you can come back from that and have an amazing show. <laughs> yep. Like, yep. or people are laughing and with you on it while you fail miserably yeah. and it feels good. I don't know. You can turn it I, into feeling good on, on those awkward yeah. fear moments. I well, Improv is so great to fail in because you're failing with other you're, you're people, failing with other people uh, that could save you. Yes. Yeah. True. But like trust, you, yeah. trusting those, you have trust in those people that they're going to be there if you fail. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I would never I, like that. That's what I've always struggled with about like doing the improv route in LA because you do always have to start at those first levels. Yes. And I'm always like, I don't trust half of the people. No, yeah, I don't know you. To like yeah. save yeah. this scene. I know that that person would save the scene and that yeah. person would save the scene. Yeah. The rest of y'all, just on my back. Yeah. My back. <laughs> but it's it's kind of cutthroat there. I mean, UCB in LA. Oh, dude. Well, and I've been returning <laughs> to like, I just got in, I, I got sucked into an improv troupe. So I've been doing improv again, yes. like on stage for the first time in years. Huzzah. And like, it's been so weird because I've been doing stand up. Yeah. And stand up, you you're alone. You gotta stop being a selfish a-hole, Brian. I know. <laughs> well, yeah. You have to be one well, to do stand up, but then you can't be one to do improv. Right. But the funny <laughs> thing is, I think I've been overcompensating because like, I, 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 I don't want to like steal other people's thunder. Oh, so yeah. I'm like, oh, so, I, oh. so I, I've been second guessing because I don't want to yeah. like, just like take the stage and yeah. all that. But yeah. That's the balance. Don't be afraid to fail, man. Yeah. Good advice. We're the best at failing. We We're are. the best failures you ever saw. <laughs> <laughs> Snapshot. Yeah. yeah. So what are, do you have any fun stories from your time mm, in, in big time Hollywood? Have, I'm sure I do. I, I would have to be asked a more specific saying, question because yeah. I have, I have stories <sighs> upon stories, but I'm trying to, I, I would need to be sparked to remember like yeah. a specific thing. I mean, embarrassments and, oh, I mean, it's kind of gross, but there was one commercial I was working on that I just all of a sudden started projectile vomiting out of no. nowhere. Oh no! Out of nowhere, and that and was, it was like a commercial a for <laughs> anti-diarrheal <laughs> medicine. Yeah. <laughs> um, and that was really embarrassing. Um, and there was one particular audition um, where 
I, it was a commercial edition. This was years ago. I was waiting in the waiting room and there was this child kind of walking around and, um, there was this, um, casting associate that kind of came over and was interacting with the child and with, with actors. And she kind of goes like this at me and she had, um, a lot of bracelets on. And so I was like, Oh, is she like wanting help to get this bracelet to kind of play with the kid? And so I start to go for her bracelets and she goes, what are you doing? Oh no. She was like, do you have your headshot? She was just, (laughs) are you stealing my bracelet, man? It was so insane. Like, cause I guess she was, I guess she had said like, do you have your headshot? And And I thought she was like, here. Look, look at my bracelets. I don't know why awesome. in my brain this woman wanted me to help her with her bracelets for a baby. I'm like, that's just, that doesn't add up. That feels like oh, man. I was asked what that feels like. I actually was trying to steal the bracelet and then I was caught. Right, yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, Oh, You're I thought you wanted it for the thief. baby. Yeah. <laughs> that doesn't make sense, but it, uh, that's the truth. Oh, that's- I feel like auditions are the best, uh, fodder for just, weird social cues and reading social cues completely incorrectly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cause there's just like, it's tense, you know, yeah, like whatever you're dealing with that day, you're just like bringing in same with what anyone else is. And you're just like, yeah. you don't ever know if like magic's going to be made or the most awkward thing will ever happen. But <laughs> I mean, it is, it is a healthy dose of both constantly. Like it's not <sighs> like you just, cause like I feel confident in my audition abilities, like enough to teach it, you know, things like that and offer advice, but doesn't mean that every audition I have is amazing. Yeah. Right. It's gold every time. <laughs> I mean, I'm perfect. Yeah. <laughs> and I never fail. Failure is not an me. option. Huh. <laughs> uh, okay. So, so you're, you're also on bones. Uh, yeah, I was. Yeah, was, the bones yes, is over. Were, yes, bones yes. is over. Yes, I should say yes. Sorry. Yes, bones is over. But you were on bones. I was on bones. Okay, so what do they use for like how good are the props? <laughs> what do they no, use sorry, for the bones? Are question. those real dead bodies? <laughs> no, I'm just thinking like being in kind of like the met like. See, I don't know. Is it all props, like organs and, and body parts? And is yes. it all fake? Oh, yeah. Okay. okay. It, it's incredible, really. Like, it, that I was mean, my favorite amazing. job on that show. I, every time we saw the dead body, because there's specific instances that have happened to this dead body. And then there's really specific things that we're saying about the body. Right, right. So they to are see. actually making these, um, like, probably medically accurate bodies. <laughs> They, and not even probably, definitely medically accurate bodies. I mean, they had experts um, there that would even coach with us about what we're talking about. Um, and it was, oh, it was so fun to work on that show. That, it's, I can't it imagine amazing. like I, learning all the, the medical terminology and everything. Like there's yeah. a really funny uh, blooper for Scrubs where... Um, <laughs> The, the older doctor, I can't think of his name oh, yeah. right now. No, doc, but, uh, Dr. Cox has to like say all those long. Like, yeah, and he would have the actors like wear a card on their yeah. forehead so he could read the, the word yeah. correctly. Because, because they're always just so batshit crazy. Oh my God, that's I mean, so funny. I would be very nervous about mispronunciation. I mean, always, I think I, I'm nervous about mispronunciation. But on something like that, where you're going to have people being like, that's not what it's called. And this yeah. is, you would have killed your patient well, we, or whatever. Oh God, like yeah. there would be, you know, just any, you would any have killed them all Fortunately, over again. we were only dealing with already dead bodies. Already yeah. dead. Um, no, the, um, we, um, I describe it as this, that, so we would get packets of information about like how to, how to pronounce okay. and definitions of things. And then, you know, uh, charts of where on the, cranium this what we're talking about or whatever and um I would pour over that and learn it like I was learning a foreign language and the words and I because my character I was playing was so smart and so confident in her smarts that then I had to be confident right. as Laura mm-hmm. in what I was saying. Right. Otherwise, I wasn't doing justice to my character. Yeah, I wouldn't. And that just became this genuine to exactly be, to stumble or like not be confident. In this yeah, word. it was crucial yeah. in my choices for this character. That's what I believe Jessica Warren's whole thing was. Was she was just like constantly proving herself that she's like should be bones, you yeah. know, like yeah. she like wanted yes, to yeah, be she, yeah. her. And um, so I that I, I, I loved the challenge. It was, it was very difficult, but luckily my husband now, we got married in January. He, yeah. um, congratulations. congratulations. Yeah. 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 One day in January, 
Instagram. I was January 1st. January 5th. Hey. Hey. It's a good time to get married. It's a great time. No one gets married in January, but it's a great time. It's great because then you're starting your new year. Exactly. It's it's like, we love it. We love it. Boom. Sorry. Sidetrack. No, yeah. That was one of our tangents that I just. (laughs) (laughs) No, but I was just going to say that I was lucky that, that I had him to help me. And I think that it is crucial to have somebody to help you memorize that you are, that's how I work. At least I I like to arrive prepared. And then of course, before you shoot, like everyone's running the scene, but I always like to know my shit. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Cause yeah, I would, I would, cause be there's nothing more terrifying than all those lights and cameras and everything being well, on exactly. you and you're not prepared. Yeah. And the, yeah, because if you're not prepared, the first thing you're going to do is completely go blank, blank. and yeah. not know what everyone's going to know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, that's terrifying. <laughs> terrified. <laughs> so, um, what's some final advice that you would give to young actors out there that, that want to be the next Laura Spencer that oh, are still living kind. in Oklahoma? Yeah. Um, well, I met a lot of people last night at the actor factory 10 year anniversary that like just made my heart swell because I it just reminds me of when I was excited to, to go on this new journey. Like I could get emotional about it, but it's like, I just think, you know, if you're in a position that you're like, if you, if you're in a privileged enough position where you can do that with your life, absolutely take it, go like, don't, don't have so much expectations that you're going to be hard on yourself along the way that like, you're not where you thought you would be. I would say throw expectation out the window. That's anything to do with anything other than your own things that you can be in control of. And by that, I just mean like be in class and learn the city and, and, and by being in class and in the city that you move to, that's you meeting other people that are in the same boat as you. So then you're suddenly not alone and you're building a community of people and then you just build out from there. And then you, you are able to earn that feeling of I belong here because this is now my home and this Mm. is, where I'm cultivating my career now and I respect what I'm doing and, and I'm taking great care in what I'm doing. And I've put all of this hope and dream and money into this, like go, you know, respect what you're doing and respect others in the process. Ah, That's so great. That's awesome. <laughs> well, Lord, thank you so much for coming oh, out so and being on the show. And I'm glad out. we got to catch you. This is wonderful. Yes. I know you're only in town for a little bit of time. So oh, yeah, thanks I, for giving is, us a couple hours. Oh, thanks for having me. <laughs> okay. So that was fun. That was amazing. She's so, she's so great. And like, I love that word that she, she made about, um, you deserve to be there. Yes. I, she's so eloquent and like just very down to earth and in touch with, uh, the business aspect of acting. I feel like yeah. that's so amazing. But then, you know, just to watch her like on, on camera, I mean, yeah. she, she does the acting thing where it looks like she's not even trying, but I, I know she, you can tell what you it, have to work very hard. It's, it's acting is acting. a lot of work. So I think we're going to try something. We're going to try something different today. A little different. Okay. We're gonna so put, on our, put on our big, big boy acting pants. Put on our acting pants. All right. I used to do this once. <sighs> okay. So, so do we, do we want to set the scene? Yeah, let's set the scene. Let's paint the scene so we can kind of flow organically through the scene with our characters. So let's, uh, maybe get a location, uh, a location and a, not an occupation. I don't want to go there. I want to do more relationship based uh, or situational based. Ooh. Okay. Um, you choose the location. Okay. Um, Okay. But I have something in mind for the relationship. All right. Um, the location is, uh, I'm going to go with the dog park. We're at the dog park. We're at the dog park. Okay. That, that'll make this interesting okay. for the relationship. Cause that, the, the relationship that I, that popped in my head, we were just talking about kind of like overly dramatic stuff. So yeah. this is where my mind's going. Um, are two siblings that, uh, are very estranged so okay, yeah. estranged siblings. But we're at the pro- dog park. But we're at the dog park. We can work that in. Okay, I think we can work that in. Yeah. So this will be this will be different. All right. So I don't think we've ever done anything. I think the goal is to sometimes, obviously, improv. You improv for actors is much much different than improv totally. for comedy. So being able to listen to your scene partner, mm-hmm. react accordingly, mm-hmm. uh, react with an emotion, give giving them something to give to take and give back. That's kind of the goal with improv in the acting sense, like you're learning to organically form your thoughts through a scene and hold the emotion and hold, things can still be very funny. Totally. Obviously. Totally. 
it's not the, the goal is not to like just laugh obviously make everything right. so silly i mean all we're, gonna, we're gonna yeah we're gonna try to specifically not not go that, a little go serious that yeah. all right okay. a little serious all right, let's show try show. This. it's about the dog park <clears throat> <sighs> so which one of these is yours again well it, it's chester's over there he's the the one yeah at the tree and he's chester chester he's he's the bichon Little Bichon, Bichon over the there. one just staring at the tree. Yeah, he thinks that squirrels. I don't know. He thinks squirrels like taunt. You know, obviously the squirrels taunt him from the trees, but I think he thinks someday that he can get up into the tree. So he just stares at it, waiting for the trees to. Or he's just really stupid. I don't. I'm not quite sure. I'm gonna. I mean, he's he's also I, drooling. Listen, so I'm gonna go with stupid. He's not. He's not originally my dog. Okay, like no. I took it from dad. I don't know if you knew that Chester was dad's dog. I took that's da- dad's dog. I, that's dad's dog. And I oh, took him because he couldn't take care of Chester anymore. And, and so I took him and I'm not even a dog person. So. Well, I guess. Okay. Well, so, I mean, are you still living in that tiny little apartment? Uh, yes. Yes, I am. Um, I know that we haven't really discussed what to do with, um, dad's place, but, uh, I, yes, I'm living in the apartment. I'm comfortable there. I don't know about how. I mean, apparently we're already divvying stuff up, starting with the dog. Okay, well, that was a gift before he passed. Thank you. Goodness. Jason, can you just back off? I know. Sorry. Can we start over? Okay. I just want to start over. I'm emotional, okay? Okay, so, I mean, Dad doesn't have a whole lot of stuff. No. I mean, like, sorry, but this is one of those things that we just got to do. Okay. That's fine, and I prefer it to be, let's just... Keep it here and keep it light. I don't want to do this with a lawyer. I just, I mean, goodness, it was, it's been like 14 years since I've even talked to you. So, okay. Yeah. Which you look, you look good. Thank you. So I'm glad you're doing Thanks. well. You, yeah, you look good too. Thanks. All right. So, okay. Well, listen. first thing is all of his props and stuff. Yeah. Cause I mean, like he's got a mountain of props. I still don't understand why we had to keep all of those props. I mean, for each gig he worked on he had to keep something and, and it's like okay years have gone by and we still have well I mean a, like just a storage shed of props okay well look, this is part of the reason why I haven't talked to him in forever because it was just getting creepy I mean like the guy had a hoarding issue obviously <laughs> okay like, obviously, obviously I mean <laughs> have you seen <laughs> his collection of shoes <laughs> they're three they're, feet long but they're all they're all like Identical. He had so many of the same pairs of shoes. Just with the different level of degradation from use. <laughs> I, okay, I don't want the shoes. Can I just say, I'm going to go ahead and oh, go out so of the limb there. Me, oh, thanks. So you're going to give me the, the shoes. shoes. Well, you have bigger feet anyway. Well, I mean, I would hope so. <laughs> That'd be weird if you had bigger feet than me. I, hey. Or I, maybe it wouldn't. I guess it makes sense. I uh, what can I have that's bigger than yours, right? Big, big bro, huh? <laughs> okay. Well, what about what about all of his wigs? Hmm. I mean, you could use those. <laughs> okay. I mean, he got very sweaty in a lot of those wigs, though. I'm. I'd like to keep the ones that maybe just a few, just a few of the ones that were a little less used. I mean, he kind of used them all quite a bit. I mean, have you seen him? There's some bald spots on those wigs. I didn't even know you could do that. <laughs> you bald your own wig. Bald, yeah. Balding wig. Kind of defeats uh. the purpose of a wig. <laughs> uh, Chester, quit it. Chester, get off of him. Will you, I'm sorry, will you just hold the leash? I'm going to go okay. grab him and, right. and chain him up. Chester, no humping. No, no. <sighs> Got a I, weird dog there, man. I don't honestly... I don't, I don't want Chester, so. I don't want Chester. Okay. You can't get rid of his dog. I'm not trying to get rid of the dog. I just, I don't even like dogs, okay? I, I don't want his dog. Do that, you know? He liked that dog more than he liked me, okay? Well, I do, obviously, I don't, he never even called me. <sighs> you know, he tried once. I, re- I was he there. He tried calling he, me? Yes, he tried calling you. He was really nervous. Um, I think it was on your birthday, maybe eight years ago. Hmm. I don't know. What month? Your birthday month? I'm just checking. February. Okay. Come on. All right. Come on. Okay, fine. Okay, so he knew my birthday. February, I was just yes. making sure. I mean, 
Yes, I, I helped him with the day. Okay, I, I reminded him, birthday. but it's in June. Thank oh, you. Okay, that's fine. Okay, well, either way, I'm just trying to say he did. He did try to call once, and <sighs> you. I think you were out of out of country doing whatever you do. I mean, I I don't really know what what you're up to these days, but he. Did he leave a message? No. Hmm. Well, I mean, the figures. Part of his act was that he didn't make any noise. Frankly, the fact that he even had a phone at all was amazing. It's true. I mean, it was so useless for him. I mean, kind of. Not it even. really doesn't even make any sense. Yeah. I mean, maybe he could send a picture of sign language. <laughs> I just or wish whatever. that he would like break character every now and then. You know, I, I felt like he never really broke. Well, look. For me. He put himself in a box and he never left that box. And you know what? I was, I'm, I, I just got tired of trying to speak through the box. I, you know, I was the one that put the rope in the box. You put the rope in the box? I did. You realize what that means, right? I didn't at the time. I'm not familiar with mime language. I didn't, I didn't understand at the time. Okay. He hung himself. I know. Jason, geez, it's not, this is not my fault. This is not. I'm not going to let you come back here and you're not even going to take the freaking dog and you haven't talked to dad in eight years and you haven't talked to me in so long and you're going to tell me that it's my fault that he hung himself? You just told me you put the rope in the box. <gasps> Metaphorically, it was a fake rope. It was an imaginary rope. He was an incredible mime. I just, I can't even respond to that right now. It's seen. <laughs> 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 the more information okay. we're getting out of this, but I love it because that was like so, that was actually that really was good. so focused on finding the game. The game was yeah. the game was what did Dad do? <laughs> what did Dad do? What did Dad do? We didn't know what Dad did. Yeah, I that liked was, it. That, that was, was fun. fun. We need to do that more often. Yeah, there was some moments there. I was really gonna lose it. Oh man, I need to play some British soldier as a precursor oh, to these I'm kind so of bad scenes. At that. Oof. It could that could have gotten real dark though. Like we could. Oh, I, I mean, know. Like, yeah, it's totally. like you feel those moments where. But okay, see, that's what I'm talking about. Like yeah. what, that's my natural reaction to any time anything starts getting serious. Defense up. Yeah, defense, exactly. Yeah, defense <laughs> goes up, and I start thinking funny crap. Right. I can't help it too. It's fine. Like it's fun. the fact that our dad was a mime that he put was himself a mime. in a box. I, you know, and I, I was I was curious because I thought with the shoes maybe he was a clown. I, I was going for clown, going at clown at first, but then it like, slowly developed. Yeah. yeah. Well, if you like what you heard and you would like to hear more, we have one more episode after this. Only and then that's the one. end of season three. Holy, Holy crap. Cow. Ah, this has been a great year, though. It's been an excellent year. So like, good. Please subscribe, donate on Patreon. We want to keep this going. And I'm just saying, if Brian can get someone like Laura Spencer on our show, I'm saying we can get some people like, dude, I mean, that's big time. So I don't know if we'll, we'll make it that big after this, but, and especially for all you film enthusiasts, I'm so stoked so for much. our, now, for the last guest of this season. I'll just say it right now. Ryan Connolly from film, Riot's going to be on the show on the show. And I'm dude, it's crazy. It's, it's a cool conversation. It's a really, really cool conversation. So we will see you guys in the next two weeks and that's it. Okay. Bye. Bye. Bye.